Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to the Friday Night Life podcast. This is Rex here. And today is gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Today is one of my favorite guests. For those of you who know how me and Alpha became friends, I bet you everybody's gonna laugh at this, but I think this is this episode is really crazy because this comes in a time of my life where I was going back and forth from Big Island to Florida all the time where I was dancing for Disney and Tejantes at the same time. That is so nuts to me. And also seeing how Motutele, the fire knife school in Big Island, got started and just seeing the fire knife community and the dancing community in Big Island kind of thrive. Because we always think about Maui and in Oahu, but little do we know that we think about the Big Island and, and uh, also Kauai as well when it comes to other facets of Polynesian dancing. So... Without further ado, man, get ready for this because this is going to be so funny. You're going to find out some stuff that you would have never thought. And I, I I can't wait to get into this. So without further ado, let's get into the episode with Brother Afa. To a lovely Everybody, welcome to the Fire Knife Life podcast. This is your host, world champion Fire Knife dancer Rex Tiu Malu. And today we have a very special guest, man. This guy... Is uh, really true to my heart, man. This guy is one of the founders for Motutele. He is a cultural ambassador, Polynesian uh, students everywhere in the Big Island. He's one of my favorite fire knife dancers out there. He is an athlete. He is a dancer. Comes from a very talented family. He's very talented himself. And without further ado, let's hear for Uffa, brother Uffa Tuolo Lumbay. How are you doing, man? Hey, thank you. Thanks, Rex. Thanks for having me, man. Glad to be one of your uh, favorite Fire Knife dancers. <laughs> yes, far bro. You know what I mean. <laughs> this uh, this man right here, he is such an inspiration to a lot of us, especially everybody that he teaches over there and coaches. Uh, not only just in what to tell you, the Fire Knife School, but also he is a he's a coach for other sports as well. Well, not really other. It's not like he's a coach for tennis or anything, but. <laughs> Or football, all that. He was, yeah, he was taught by so many great people. He was around the Tihati scene because of his pops. But you know, I'm really glad to to have you on, bro. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for thinking about me and uh, getting me involved and keeping me involved in the fire knife world. Yeah, man. You know, like this uh, this podcast is about people that have made an impact on people's lives, and you definitely have for me and you know for everyone there in the community of Kona, man. Uh, everybody that I've met over there has nothing but nice things to say about you. You've done so much. Your family has done so much for the community. So it's kind of my way of giving back. So, and thanks again, bro. Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's get it started. Thank you. All right. So, you know, one of the first things I want to ask you, you know, is how did you get involved with fire knife and this whole thing? I know you're someone yourself and, you know, your dad was a fire knife dancer as well, but how did you start to love fire knife and getting into this whole crazy world of uh, Polynesian entertainment? Yeah, so I, I think um, looking back, it was kind of, we were both in the same boat. Our, our parents were a part of the uh, luau industry and we were always around growing up. So uh, when my dad we used to go to work at Tihati's, I would go with him and I would hang out with the sound guy and uh, while he was performing. And then he would come on at the end and be the fire knife dancer. And, you know, at a young age, I think I was like around three or four, um, I just always got attached to that, you know, the, the sounds of the drums. And then when you come on, the, the screams of the crowd and just the the energy of the whole dance kind of caught me at a young age. And then I would always uh, tell him, you know, like, you know, I want to learn, I want to learn, I want to learn. And I was secretly, um, I was practicing on the side with my dad's younger brother, my uncle Yeti. He was also a fire knife dancer uh, there at the show with him. They would work different nights. So the nights that my dad was working and I would stay home with my uncle, he would teach me. But I didn't tell my dad that I was learning. I was just kind of like watching and learning and practicing when he wasn't at home. So I, I begged for him after every show. I would stay up late at a young age to wait till he came home. And uh, one one day, I just you know, I, I think I irritated him enough for him to just <laughs> light up the fire night for me. And I started I started going, 
and he didn't think, you know, that I, I was probably capable of what I was doing at the moment. And then, yeah, fast forward to now, t- teaching younger kids the same thing that I was interested in. Yeah, man. You know, that's a, you know, what's so crazy. Um, I've been to your house, and you know, I didn't know your like. I've seen pictures <laughs> of like fire knife dancers before, and I've seen this one picture in like magazines and books. And I already realized your dad was that same dude that I was like, hey, wait a second, you're that guy that. I- <laughs> oh, so I've never realized like how big the big island is when it comes to fire knife dancing. You know, not only your pops, but even the Slade brothers um, are really, yeah. really well known in the fire knife world. What is your relationship with them, with uh, Jerome and Joth? And, you know, they were like the first like kind of big, big island stars in fire knife back then. Yep. Um, they're actually not only here in, you know, Big Island, they, they're they also stars around the world, you know, like just because what they were doing at a young age as well. Jerome was the speed demon back then that a lot of guys looked up to. Um, and they were natural, talented um, guys, you know, like they, they didn't only excel in fire knife. They were good at sports. Uh, and, and Jotham was really good at volleyball and football as well. Um, I think just having the brotherhood of Jotham and Jerome, they could always kind of challenge mm-hmm. each other. Kind of like how you and VJ have that relationship of where you guys can inspire mm-hmm. each other. So I think for them at that young age, and uh, I also used to watch the Smell Brothers oh, too. I think having a brother in the in the game it just kind of helped elevate your game. So like with them, they, they were kind of one of the first brothers too. And our dads actually worked at Island Breeze back in the days. So um, my dad would also help, you know, coach uh, Jotham and Jerome. And they they would go up to the Fire Knife competition. And back then, uh, I remember my dad, he just always says this, is that, you know, no one could think that Big Island people or people from the Big Island could fire knife dance. You know, back then it was just you only fire knife dance if you lived up in Oahu or something like down Waikiki or in Laie. That was where all the fire knife dances were. Um, the whole world as a community wasn't really known for fire knife dancing. So when these two brothers came out, they pretty much just shocked yeah. the world when he started spinning. Like, and uh, that's kind of how I came up. You know, I was I was a young gun under them. We were performing together. They were like in middle school and I was like just starting like first grade in elementary. But, you know, I would go out and start out the fire knife routine. And then they would come on after. And I, I know you, you, we've done a couple gigs on the big island at Old Airport. Man, that's where, that's where me, Jerome, and Jotham pretty much started was baby parties, weddings uh, down at ODs. So... It's a very sentimental place that we came up with. And it's just cool to see now how much, you know, throwback videos are coming back out with, you know, the Slade Brothers. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people talk about what me and VJ did. But for me and VJ, they're like very first Fire Night family. Like, oh, of course, I love the Subales and, and, and the Galeais and all of that. But there was something about those guys that really, I think, is now kind of unsung, underrated. Not a lot of people know what they brought. They brought something new. They were fast. They had their own style. Love. I wish you know, like they got a lot of more credit now. So I'm glad that we bring them up and and you know how integral they were for all of us in the game. You know, even us in Florida, man. So man, so back to you. <laughs> so. So fire knife dancing is not the only dancing you did when you were young, you know. Asian dancing and the other ones, uh, the the other ones, you know, to say like Tibet, but the other, <laughs> the other Polynesian dances, you know. Uh, Big Island is really big on uh, hula things like that. For me, I know dang well I'm not a great hula dancer, but you know what else did like the Tahitian dancing and all of that come into your life? And how was it like for you? in the big island like i know right now you are really involved in the culture but when you were growing up as you were an athlete and going to school about to go to nebraska and stuff like how did you still have a passion for it i know that's probably like a 
really long-winded question, but yeah. Yeah, um, I would say that transition from high school when I actually started um, going into college and football was kind of like the the main thought of how I was going to get through and pay for my education. I kind of spent a lot of time uh, my first year in college just focusing on, on football. But it wasn't until after that first year of college that I came back and uh, I needed a summer job. And I, I went back down to Island Breeze and I started fire knife dancing. And it kind of, through that summer job, it kind of got me connected again. You know, through the roots, through fire knife dancing, and just the whole Polynesian culture mm-hmm. in general. And um, that around that time too was like around in 2010, 2009. So fire knife started changing and elevating its game. Um, you know, with you, Mika guys. So that's when I started gaining more appreciation because when I was fire knife dancing back in the days, um, all I knew was Jotham mm-hmm. and Jerome. And, and my dad's heavy fire knife stick. <laughs> like back then, I don't even know if we had practice sticks. You just practice with any fire knife that you could get. Uh, fire knife was still trying to figure out, you know, innovating the game of how to get better. Like um, Martin was saying, you only fire knife with, with the heavy fire knife sticks mm-hmm. back then. So I was kind of thinking like, you know, how do these guys busting out these moves and still lasting? Because after my front spin and around the back couple moves, I'm winded already. But, like, little did I know that I was spinning around like a heavy fire knife and everybody, you know, through their fire knife commu- uh, community and network, they were getting lighter knives and practice sticks. So um, that's, I guess, coming back to um, getting back into Polynesian culture, I-, I just started seeing how it was changing and the moves coming out that, you know, I could get better. I, I thought that Fire Knife was just old school until you guys started innovating the game. So it started sparking my interest. And then I, I started learning more things through the Polynesian culture, like same with, the same with Fire Knife. It started innovating itself, and it got more interesting. And I guess it still poses the question of how far do we go modern until we have to come back, you know, modern and basics. Mm-hmm or modern and roots, like you only can go so yeah. far before you have to stay grounded. You're right. Hey, Amen so to that. That, <laughs> that, that kind of poses the question again. But yeah, man, I, I was, it, it was, it took that year off from college to come back home. And I, and, and I didn't go to school in Hawaii. I went to school in Nebraska. So being away from living in Hawaii my whole life, what I realized up there was, you know, a lot of the people up there just live their day-to-day life and not that much culture. So, like, when I came back, I appreciated it much more. And I wanted to get involved. So, it took a couple of years. I, I didn't jump right back into it. Yeah. In the, in the recording? <laughs> oh, we're doing so good. I don't know, no, no. Yeah, can you go back to... <laughs> yeah. We can pick it up from there because I can edit this. Sorry, bro, man. My freaking Wi-Fi decided to go out out of nowhere. And I just rebooted the system and now I'm good. We can take it from there. <laughs> okay. So, oh, you're going to tell me you count it down again or just go? No, just go. You can, you can jam. So, yeah. Um, getting back to where I was um, working uh, I, I after college, I, I ended up getting jobs, a couple jobs, and then landed out at a private community homeownership where um, I was a security guard, and I, I would see a lot of fire knife dancers and entertainment coming in to perform for the guests, and it uh, kind of sparked an interest in me that you know I kind of want to get back and give back to the kids because I, I felt like you know being away from the community. And just working my job that I kind of wasn't really going anywhere and that I need to kind of strike some interest. And I knew that, you know, always having fire knife in my, in the background that I could, you know, inspire people through that. Even if I wasn't the best, I, I knew that I, I could at least teach what I know and hopefully they created something bigger than myself. Yeah, man. And that's, that's what you, 
that's what you have done. You know, I got to know you a couple of years ago. And, you know, before we get into Motutelli, man, I wanted to say, I think one of my favorite performances I ever did with you was the time with me, you, was it me, you, Chiu, uh, Pa'a, did we we did the five match and Jerome? We did like a four, Jerome and McCoy. Jerome McCoy, yeah, we did a, we did like a. Was that the Four Seasons, right? Was it? Yeah, and Remy and Remy too. Rams, yeah, man, that was like the first time I got to really like jam with you guys on stage with these fire knife dancers, and I was like, wow, like because of them. <laughs> The, the future of Big Island, it will always continue, man. And I get to see that with, I just did a, uh, last week, I just did a, a one-on-one Zoom Fire Knife session with uh, with Carmine. Hey, let's go. Yeah. So to see you guys and to, that's really an honor. I love that. I missed that day. And coming out with the con shell and then all of a sudden <laughs> the freaking boards fly everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a routine that we did. Yeah, swipe, swipe, and then hit, swipe, hit swipe. it down, and then yeah, hit the stage and break the boards <laughs> before you even start your routine. And then me and Pa, we have the video of this, but me and Pa, we did a double routine. Yes, but we never lit it on fire until that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, there's a lot of fire knife dancers uh, that can actually have and. St- tell some stories about how you just go up and just do it. Like, Fire Knife, <laughs> you, you practice every day with your practice stick, and you practice for that one moment where you just change last minute, like, yeah, you will do this, you will do that, and then you just go. <laughs> and that's pretty yeah. much the Fire Knife industry. Just go and do it. And the Luau industry. You know, that's what yeah, the clients want. They want goes from two-man Fire Knife to six-man, and they want doubles, but they want two guys doing doubles at the same time. And then you have to figure it out in the parking lot or the day before. And then you just jam. <laughs> yes, uh, I think one of my favorite, another favorite one with you is when we, it was just me and you. And we did a, we did a show at someone's house. So oh, that was, uh, yeah. I remember that was down at Pool Cole. I think Pool honestly, Cole. that was like, I got to say, no one's seen that but me and whoever was there. I think they're from somewhere in California, but that, that is one actually performance that I feel like you danced your best better oh, than man. any competition that I've seen like <laughs> I don't know what it was that night it must have been my drumming or something oh come on <laughs> but you I know think... it's so funny I bring that up because like we talk about that I was like I mean this kind of like shows you like with pressure sometimes I <laughs> sometimes like sometimes it gets to me but we were just chilling that night and I was just landing <laughs> and then because we did another gig a day before at at another place with with the balloons and stuff on top and I was doing all right you know but I remember that I was like oh man wait I think being a big island plus we got to spin every day every day I was there so it was good to and yeah that, 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 that gig right there I mean think about it we have it's a half an hour a 40 minute drive out to pool coke mm-hmm. from my house so we're driving out and you know it's we're just kicking back cruising we get there it's you know nonchalant probably like five people having dinner uh one of the aunties is already singing a song and dancing hula and it's mm-hmm. this big house right next to the beach and we're literally just sitting on the grass waiting for them to come out so like you said mm-hmm. no pressure no one's watching only the five people were there to fire night for. And we've been joking the whole night. So I think, you know, it just was in that mood where you're just ready. Yeah. And the moves you're throwing up, we've been practicing. I've been watching your routine for like a couple, like I'll say two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, hey, he didn't throw up this one before. And you're just catching it. And then, you know, throwing up the... The ones behind the back catching it with one hand, two two fire knives landing at the same time. Like I think you were surprising <laughs> yourself. I was, bro. I was like, how the hell? Because I danced with Tehachis at that point. You know, I was I was dancing Tehachis. Yeah, of course I was going hard, but like sometimes I'd be for me, well, here's another like secret to my life. Like 
when I do luau's, I try not to really go all the way hard. Really? But for some reason, like when you're just relaxed and these people have no idea. There was like five people, and we were just joking. And then I was getting freaking changed in the dark in the beach. Like, <laughs> man, I missed that. That was like, you know, I know we always talk about that gig. I wish one day I'll have to do that in real life. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. man, so uh, something I want to get into is like Motutelli, you know, like yeah. I got into Motutelli while like not so long before you guys started and I heard you guys were doing classes and things like that. I got to dance for you guys' first ever Fire Night Festival, man. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, how did Motutelli come about? So I was uh I was working at that uh, security and then I was working part time in sales and uh the sales department they would always throw these events and uh I would actually be one of the assistants that would organize these events and kind of reach out to people to come and perform. So I'm reaching out to people that I, I've you know known in the industry for a while because either my dad worked with them or you know I've seen them come through the luau. So I was kind of familiar with people I was working with and they would come out and they would perform and I would just think to myself like wow a lot of these people pay big money to see people perform like a majority of them are adults man if I could just get to the you know to the kids and like the kids came out just as good as the adults man we would just change the game over here you know like everybody would be wanting these kids because, you know, as an adult, they already expect you to be good. But if you're like a seven, eight or nine year old kid just jamming, like a lot of these people will find more interest in that because they know the level of difficulty is harder for a younger kid to develop that. So I, I, I just thought about that. And then I, I, I came back to the roots of Jotham and Jerome. I said, hey, you know, let's kind of recreate what we've grown up in. And they were down to start it. And then uh, Jer Jerome was just like, you know, what? Let, let's get it started now. So we started it. Um, I, my brother helped me with a website. I I, I didn't want to call it because um, I think Jerome already had one year with Pa'a and Chio up at, and they were like Team Slade. And I, I didn't want to name it after uh, just one brother because Jerome was really involved with it. So I, I went to Uncle Easy because at that time MJ was the world fire knife champion. So I didn't know anything about the uh, fire knife world because I wasn't a part of it. I, I was just coming in fresh again. So uh, I looked up Uncle Easy's name, called him up, got his, uh, you know, just his blessing, I guess, on a name. He said, Leafio uh, Limotitele would be a good name to fire that burns from the Big Island because during that time was uh, the the lava flow and you're saying that that's where we get our energy and mana from is from from you know Pele on the island so yeah Leafioli Motutele was born and from there it was just on the ground uh, groundwork of just reaching out to kids having you know, humble beginnings down at old airport uh, teaching these kids from raw scratch like I wasn't even a teacher back then um, neither was Jerome or Pa'a or Chio we just knew how to fire knife dance. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we learned through the process of trying to figure out how to teach kids an art form that we were so passionate about. So um, the more, uh -huh. you know, we practice and, you know, we got, you know, through um, a month in the summer and we're just like, you know, why don't we just showcase this uh, down at Kona Inn uh, about all the kids that came out, they, they can have something to work towards. So then, practice in July got very serious because now we have a big whole weekend. So in August we set it up. We didn't know what it was going to look like but I just knew that a lot of people would show up. So, you know, the town of and the community of Kona very supportive community for the local people. So they came out and you know, we went out with a bang. You, uh, yeah, man. I think that's when you came down in August. Every um, Some of the boys from Maui came over. Chato, yeah, Chato came in second year. It was uh, Martin and Lopetti. Yeah, and, Martin Lopetti. And that's where, you know, through meeting you, Martin, Lopetti, 
that's where like I started getting more into the fire knife game and part of the this community. Yeah, that was the craziest year of my life, twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> getting back into the swing of fire knife, man. That was a crazy year. And that, I'm glad that I got that whole weekend taught me a lot, you know, through through networking. Like just you know, it wasn't I wasn't watching YouTube videos anymore. I was actually talking to guys that performed and that, you know, lived the life in an in another place. Like I remember Martin, he was kept on telling me like, Ooh, let's go back to the basics. Because, you know, it was we kind of had early success of kids just spinning. And, you know, these kids never performed before, a lot of them. And now we put a stick and fire in their hand and the whole corner is cheering them on. So, like, yeah, you could see where it could get to their head. So, Mark, you just say, man, go back to the basics, you know, go back to the art form, focus on the art form and not so much on the, the hoorah part of it. And yeah. kind of... I took that, you know, into into my my life and just be like, you know, go back to the basics. You're a fine knife teacher. Why don't you learn? And that's where you know the thank thankful help from you. I, my my fire knife game got better. Went back to the basics, relearn moves, try to learn more things, and just innovate my routine. And yeah, here we are today. Motel is the school. And uh, I fire knife privately with uh, Jerome Slade. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, I love that. Oh, I think that uh, I'm glad to have seen the beginnings of all of it and see where it's gone and see the kids, man. The kids is what's crazy to me. Oh, the kids are better than me. Man. I talked to them. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids, man, like I, I had so nomads at the time. And, you know, we only had, like, what, 10 kids. You guys had, like, how many kids you had back then? Even still now, like, 30-ish? Yeah. 20-something? Yeah. I was like, damn, who would kill uh, this guy? And just, like, to see where it is. I, I mean, that's how legacies are started. You know what I mean? And that's I was really proud to see that. Like, you know, like, Kai and the Ellis Brothers. Ellis Brothers. And the Falconus and... Man, who man, I I'm I'm about to like I can't believe I'm forgetting all these guys, but so many of these guys have really because man, I was it was at the time of my life where I didn't even know if I was like I didn't even know if I still mattered in the Fire Knife world still. You know what I mean? Because I took up to that point I took three years off, you know? Yes. Of competing because I was just so burned out from it. I wasn't and for these kids to be like, hey man, we remember you and stuff. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Like that, that, yeah, it was meant for me to come back and, and to do this and to see you guys. I think one of the coolest routines that I've ever done, which I've never done before, was the four man. Was it me, you, Gio, and Fa? Oh, yeah, that was the second year. That was, that was, yeah, that was kind of, that was crazy. That was the whole story just leading up to that was, you know, Jerome is getting his pet in Samoa. He can't come back. Uh, he was supposed to come back, but uh, he took one extra week to heal. So we still went on with the second year of Hawaii. Uh Martin comes down, Chattel, MJ, all the boys come down. And we're practicing a four-man routine because the year before, um, I was drumming because not a lot of people knew how to drum oppo, which you taught me. Mm -hmm. But in Kona, it was only me and my dad drumming. So now, like, you know, I have to back up the drum line the first year. Now, second year, I'm, I'm on dancing with you guys. And I think just the whole creative routine that you helped shape for us was pretty crazy. And it was four of us with Chio and the week of the Hoike Chio, I think uh, one of the fire knives lands on his toe and splits open his nail. Oh yeah. So he's like Yeah. <laughs> so we're yeah, he's practicing the whole week with we only practiced like twice I think. It was one of those where we just come and we figure it out. But yeah, he's he has like a split open toe over there with stitches wrapped up, and we we end up fire knife dancing that that night, and that was probably one of the sickest routines ever. I remember when we first practiced that whole routine. We went to Waikoloa, windy as hell. Anybody that's been to yeah. Waikoloa is so freaking windy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. over the place. 
exactly. Yeah, yeah, that that was um that was actually our first time practicing, and then we performed that night on Saturday. But yeah, so we had so many fun times performing together, and um, I've learned so much through those times that it, it's not you know how much how good you are at this art. It's always about the brotherhood, and that's something I always take away from this world that I'm so thankful for is that, you know, I can go to any other island and we can connect with someone that we know through Fire Knife. It doesn't matter if you're the world champ or you're just starting off. The brotherhood is there. Yeah, man. That's what I love about it too, man. I think that's something that I missed after like three years of like not knowing if, if Fire Knife was still something I wanted to do and being around you guys, especially the Big Island, was really a huge turning point in my life a huge turning point where i was like man i fell in love with the sport again and i got to do more things and especially dance for your high school <laughs> a high school that i was never a part of knew nothing about <laughs> yeah man it was like so i i, I found knife in 2009 for my the senior may night it was our first night we went to may night and they need a fire knife dancer, so I'm like playing football all years of my high school and never fire knife until May night. So guarantee the community was like, Oh, Sky Rex is way better than the guy we had in 09. <laughs> <laughs> so man, that was the funniest thing. Okay. If Sam is hearing this, Sam <laughs> listen to me, Sam. <laughs> okay, so the whole week. The whole week, I would go to the practice, you know, just to see because Tripler was there, you know what I mean, and all that. And uh, Sam would say, hey, just in case our other fire dancer doesn't show up, you're on, bro. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, so the whole week and the things on Saturday, Saturday comes, Saturday, like the day of, he says, hey, bro, you're on. Oh, so you didn't even tell me this whole time. You like you like know the backstory of that. Yeah, never did tell you, but I guess we can tell the world. So, it was actually the tenth year reunion. Um, that that night you fire knife dance was in eighteen, so that would mark ten years from two thousand and nine. So, I was gonna come back in fire knife that night. But my daughter was born at the hospital. Oh uh, yeah! Come out and shock everybody. So then I knew I was like, ah, if if anything, then Rex can come out. So, Dang, yeah, that was the night to get born. I'm just joking. I was just joking. That wasn't going to yeah, I was about here. to say. <laughs> so I was about to say, you know, no story, why he yeah. didn't want me around this bastard. Well, <laughs> yeah, so that, that that night my daughter was born, and then Rex got to come right after drive all the way to Waimea, Holy Waimea, see baby Talia. <laughs> the first and only day I've seen her in my whole life. <laughs> I bet you everybody yeah. that knows us on a personal level is laughing at us right now. <laughs> For real. Oh, back to yeah. Fire Knife. <laughs> back to Fire Knife. Where were we? <laughs> the, the time I only saw your daughter one time? Oh. Hello, inspiration. Hello, inspirational talk. Inspire through fire. Here we go. Inspire through fire. But yeah, man, getting back, you you inspired a lot of the kids over here. You're a big part of Mototele. Um, a lot of the kids still look up to you, um, as well as Carmine. Carmine, shout out to Carmine. He's he's making a big push in the Fire Knife Road for the Big Island and uh, the Alice Boys. Yeah, and man. a lot of them do look up to you and. You know, Carmine did really good up in the uh, Fire Knife competition, and yeah, he got second you, place. And you're and you're right there. So, thank you for your efforts and all you did for Motutelli and help put us on the map. Not only Motutelli, but me, man. Not only my Fire Knife skills, but I've become a way better drummer because of you. The little time we spent um, on the upper, yes sir, yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, some cookie, some cookie island jumps. I think um, I can go shock some people when I jump. They're like, oh, like, 
where did you learn that? Because not a lot of people know the art of drumming. And it's pretty cool to see uh, David Naliai come out and teach it on yeah. his videos. As well, yeah. you know, that's an integral part of the Fire Nerd dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Something drumming. Like dancing to the opera. Yeah, because it's not like Tahitian drumming where it's all structured and you like you know the beats beforehand. Yes. A lot of people, when they play Fire Knife, they're just like banging it just to hit it, but there is a science to it. I think PCC was kind of like the the only place that kind of gave a structure with the uh, Cielu beat. And so I know we're just like alienating the audience right now. We finally lost half the audience because they're like, okay, they're coming. They're talking about drumming. I know I <laughs> but if you, <laughs> if you do your research, <laughs> for real. I mean, I miss that fight. I love it, and I'll one day I would love to come back there and, and jam. You know, have you got? Have you have you guys ever thought about bringing the weekend back? Have you guys ever thought about bringing all that stuff back? Or yeah, um, definitely. I think. We're looking at different forms of it, though. Like, instead of just going down there, teaching and then performing it, it's like, how can we um, support an event, whether it's the Calicate High School May night or it's, like, some, some person's May Day so that we could be a part of something. Or maybe it's helping. There's a Taiji group over here, Teo Turama. Um, they want to hold a fire knife. Not so, so much that it's about us, but it's how can we be co- like co- collaborative in the community? Yeah, make it not about us, but I mean us as a group. But how can we all come together and actually promote fire knife in the community? So I know the last thing that we had planned was uh, May night, which was the May night. The same night was going to be Lekawa down at um, Island Breeze. It was the first fire knife competition down there that Sivafi was helping out with. I think we got rescheduled. So we're going to be looking at um, those events where we can help out our community. Yeah. So, I mean, man, I, I'm so sorry about May night being – is it canceled for you guys? or? Uh, yeah, they're kind of doing like a video that they're going to release on May night of all the efforts of the Polynesian Club and the court. They brought back the court. So the queen, they picked the, the whole queen uh, selection process. Uh, they're putting together a video and they're going to do that. But not only May night, but just the whole um, the whole uh, graduation ceremony and everything. Yeah. Good bad for all that. Those and prom that's going on right now. But yeah, back to fire night. <laughs> back to fire night, man. Hey, speaking of prom... I skipped my fire knife prom to go compete in the fire knife uh, competition, man. <laughs> I'll always regret that. <laughs> they lined up and everything, and I said, hey, no, I have to go compete. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, let's get into your teaching, man. So you got into teaching now at the middle school. And actually, man, guys, i got to say, those were the best days where I get to see this guy teach his students about <laughs> the Polynesian culture, and we're just laughing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, so. <laughs> you're, you're there, you're watching, and a lot of these kids, there's no PCC. You know what I mean? Like, there's no like, there's only Island Breeze and Tiazzi Productions, but. Everybody knows in the law industry, only the tourists go and watch that. So there's no Polynesian community, big Polynesian community here in Kona that they could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know how to do that. So when I'm teaching, a lot of it is for the first time. Like, they don't know anything. So, Which is crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy to see at what levels they come at. You know, there's some that join a Tahitian dance group, and they've been doing it since, uh, you know, a little kid time. Or they're just coming out for the first time, and some of them didn't even pick the class. So it's just funny, just trying to meet everybody at their own level, and trying to, uh, you know, be synchronized and come together as one. And seeing that we know we're so passionate about this culture, and <laughs> we have someone learning it for the first time, it's just so funny, man. Yes. The expressions and what they give off. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I can't yeah, I cross thought... my legs. 
Follow Sasa. Follow Sasa. Sheesh, what are you doing? Sasa are just warming up and you can't even cross your leg. Boy. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just it's funny seeing that, you know, like everybody mm-hmm. that's listening or is a part of the Polynesian community world here is that they know what it looks like and they know how to do it and they know what looks good. You know, try to teach it. Try to teach it to someone that they don't have a clue what you're trying to do and you're trying to paint <laughs> this picture and like mm-hmm. you have a, you know, a very high expectation of what it should look like and then you <laughs> teach it and then it's just like, oh man, we have a lot of work to do. So that's, that's my life every day as a teacher. I'm just trying to, you know, raise the expectation, create curiosity in the kids and uh, yeah. try to perfect the end product. Man, I love that. Nice. <laughs> Like, as I see, I see all your hard work and I see, man, like, I never really get to see the end result. I only get there to see, like, the rehearsal process and stuff. I never really get to see them perform it. Actually, one time was, I forgot what that was. Oh, it was the same day as May night. And yeah. Immediate had their own little May Day. Man, that was, yeah. For all of those people that don't know what May Day is in Hawaii, it's like a big celebration day. You know what I mean? I don't even know what the significance is. If you know what the significance is, bro, let me know. Yeah, so uh, back in... So you gotta know. <laughs> okay. We do it in May in the daytime, and then if you want to do it at the nighttime, you can do it at the nighttime. So it goes from May day to May night. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It was crazy to see Big Island's May Day, May Night, because when I lived in Laie, I got to see it, and they go freaking all out for their May Days. And May yeah, that, and that's where we got it from. We got it from, uh, you know, Kahuku, uh, Uncle Sam, Coach Sam, mm-hmm. Sam Kilkalani. Um, he came from, from Laie, from Kahuku, and he was our Polynesian culture and dance teacher. He's um, where I learned a lot of my Polynesian experiences was through him and the group known as Sina. And uh, he was yeah. always going back and forth, you know, with DJ, uh, John Raymond. They, they would always, like, uh, try to, you know, whatever they're doing in play, they would come down and try to do it in Kona. So he, uh, it was my senior year, and I've been with him since I was a seventh grader. So from seventh grade on to the, to the senior, uh, just practicing, um, learning to him. He was kind of like, hey, what, do you want to take a stab at this, you know, at midnight? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we had to convince the, the whole staff to change it from a day to night. And on the administration level, it's it's hard. Like they they don't wanna do new things in the Department of Education. What works works or what they've been doing forever, they wanna do it. So I had to go sit on a panel with teachers and they grilled me and saying that, you know, um, majority of our um, participation that comes from it comes from the student body. So the reason why the stands are packed during the day is because our kids are already here. If you move it tonight, you're not going to have a lot of people show up. There's only going to be 10, maybe 20 <clears throat> of the parents that come to watch their kids. And I was like, nope, we're going to do it. And the whole community is going to show up. Uh, I didn't believe it then, but <laughs> I just said it. I spoke it into existence. And No, I swear. I swear to you. Yeah, I spoke it into existence, and um, I lived right above the high school in Hawaiian so that I remember that same day, we, we kind of came down a little bit later. Uh, May they started at around 6.30, and we went down at 5, 5.45, and the line was all the way out to the road, like no lie. And I was like, dang, wow, this this is real serious. And, and my pitch point to them, too, was that a lot of the parents would want to be able to come and see it, but not a lot of the community came was because they worked during the day. And if the parents yeah. said, you know, I mean, the staff said, you know, if it, if it really means a lot to the parents of the community, they would come and take off. But I knew what we were producing that year and what we were trying to accomplish that we were going to pack the house. And we ended up doing it and, you know, it's been continuing its legacy and tradition every year. Yeah, man. I got to see... I got to see that whole process. Well, not the whole process, but 
what it's like, man. It kind of like made me think about Florida. Like, I wish we had something like that. You know, I wish we had the numbers and something to celebrate our Polynesian community as youth. You know, we get thrown into the shows. We don't get really a time for us to just dance for fun yeah. sometimes, you know? So for them, it's it's a crazy thing. Yeah. So many so many memories oh. in Kona, man. Polynesian. Yeah, I love uh, it. Dancing or whether it's just fire knife dancing, hanging out, talking about the both worlds and being a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's cool, the platform that you have here. Thank you for sharing it with everybody and connecting people on here that would never, ever listen to someone speak about their experiences. Yeah, man. I, I think that was kind of like the, the thing that I noticed is that there was a lot of Polynesian podcasts about like sports and there's one about real estate and stuff like that. I was like, wow, Polynesian real estate. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I never seen one that talked about Polynesian performing arts and people that are involved in it because I feel like we're on the front lines putting the culture out there. And sometimes it's not in the best light and we, we do it better off stage representing it off stage than we are on stage for the tourists yeah. and like there's so many people that make sacrifices just like you man like you know you say not a lot of people know about you but man, you're universally loved by everybody in the fire knife community you know what you what you've done and what you hope to do and you kind of sparked the the flame back at me when i was over there that i wanted to do better with this thing and hence why the podcast is because of things i learned from you you know, and I was going to ask you, I know it's going to be so hard because we all both have friends in the Fire Knife community because every time I ask this, I know it's probably one of the most awkward questions, but I don't know. Who are, who are your, who's your Mount Rushmore Fire Knife, man? Who's your favorites? Your, My favorites. <laughs> like your top three or four Fire Knife dancers that really like impacted you in your life. Uh, I'm going to say all, all of them. All the Fire Knife dancers, and I'm going to name some after, but definitely you. I'm going to put you aside, though, but you're, you're definitely <laughs> the number one in uh, mentoring me through uh, through the short time that we had. I've, I've learned so much about the Fire Knife world through you. So, and I, and I always, like, during that time that we had, I always knew that man, this guy is really good and he has some mean hands. And like, I, I also felt like throughout, you know, even though a lot of people know who you are, I always felt that you always were underrated. But just by that short time that I had with you. So we're going to put you aside, Rex, because uh, you, you did mentor me and I learned a lot. But hmm, the top, I don't know if I have a top three. It's kind of like MySpace when you have the top 12. If you're trying to, <laughs> and then people get so <laughs> yeah, mad about yeah. you, them not being on your show. <laughs> Why not me? Uh, what about Why? me? And then your top three went to ten, top six, yeah. And then you missed somebody, and then you had top thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like? Didn't it go up to like forty-eight on my face? <laughs> so yeah, let's just say you're Tom. You're Tom from 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 my space. So we're gonna, we're gonna put you on the side, Rex. Um, let's see. Definitely, what throughout that whole time that uh, I was watching the game change, like I kind of want to exclude other guys too. Like Mika's a given, VJ is definitely a given. Those two are, are givens in in the Fire Knife world. So I kind of like I kind of want to highlight some some other people, like. Mm-hmm. Fallen Nico is he's actually a, a big one as well, but I I just liked his stage presence. You know the the body he he came out looking like a Samoan warrior. He, his moves reflected a lot of the old school. Um, but I knew I was never gonna look like uh, Fallen Nico, so then I go back to keeping it old school and making it fast like Jerome and MJ MJ Matalu for sure, because I look more like 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 that guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 come on. Uh, who else is there? <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. 
I would say to to now to to this day, he still uh, amazes me with the speed. Is is Jerome? Just because I fire knife with him every day, or every other game. Yeah. And when he gets to go solo by himself, I'm like, dang, this guy is getting up there in his age, and he's still ripping the same speed. Like that's so crazy yeah. to me. Like Fire Knife is innovating to all the craziest moves in the world. You even have baton twirlers coming now and just killing it with like moves that combinations you would never ever think of. But to keep a consistent speed, and not only that, but like at the same at for ages, you know what I mean? You're you're a speedster when you're young, and now you're like in your mid thirties, and you're still never like lost the beat, kind of thing. My man mm-hmm. is fast. So those those are the kind of guys that I, yes. I look up to. I like the old school. I like fast. And um, um, Mika and VJ, those guys, you know, definitely. What what I would like to say about Mika is he's just his, uh, what he brought besides Fire Knife was, was his costume, his appearance. I, I really admire mm-hmm. what he did to the Fire Knife game and like how he's, promoting the costume of you know the different color leggings the headband the different color headband the sharp weave headband you know like mm-hmm. all of those things the polys like um not sure if he did that but he definitely made it iconic everybody knows it yeah yeah he did. And, then, and now everybody yeah, dresses yeah. like that for real <laughs> and then just uh with vj how, how he just makes it look so smooth and like your, your guys' style, you know. I, I would say one of the first ones too is Matuni. I see Matuni. I seen Tuni spin yeah. uh, at the Florida. Uh, I think it was DJ was passing him the knife. I don't know where it is that in Florida, but was yeah, it probably was at Disney? I seen that, and then he ripped one in the day, and then at night I was like, man, Fire Knife is going to a place where I'm never ever cool, <laughs> but I can appreciate it from the side. Yes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, man. It's, it's hard, man. It's it's hard to find a top three or because Fire Knife has so much elements to it, you know. Like everybody has a style, and what what I like is that uh, when you teach kids, you never teach them your style or what you're into, you know. Like you let them develop their own style. Yeah. And that's what I love about Fire Knife is that, like, we get to, like, I, I actually have more fun teaching than I do come, sometimes dancing, you know, because I even tell our boys, even in Motitelli, when I taught that class at your house, like, I don't want you guys to dance like anybody that you've learned from. I don't want you to dance like Paul Archie or Jerome or anybody to dance like you, you know, like, man, I, I want to come back to what you said earlier, and uh, I, I think I, I brought this up in Mika's. Uh, podcast, but for you to actually add me and my brother into that is crazy to me because there was times where me and VJ thought we were forgotten, you know? Like, yeah, of course we've won things and stuff like that, but like, I feel like sometimes we get pushed to the back. I don't even know why. I don't even know a reason why, but it's just like, you know, we want to show people why we love the the sport too. We want to be talked about just like how Mika is even though Mika was such a big part of us you know like you know I know when people tell me oh you don't have to freaking prove mm. anything because you've done all these things but sometimes I felt like the people that I loved and admired in the Fire Night world didn't mm. treat me that way you know what I mean didn't treat me like I was actually good enough so I had to show them like hey I, I can do this too you know what I mean like sometimes I always had to be like oh like, here we go again. You know what I mean? Like, I, they're they're putting our legacy down. I guess I gotta go put it in there. You know, put in the work and show them again. You know what I mean? But not in a, like a bad way. I just want them to always take notice. Like we 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 love this too. I'm kind of glad you brought that up because that's how I felt. You know, for a long time, and that's actually the reason why I kind of stepped away because I felt like everything that I accomplished and stuff was getting overshadowed by by stuff and. I'm glad that you kind of brought that out. Shout out to you and your brother, man. You guys are definitely innovators of the game. 
and to the whole Orlando scene. And, you know, that's the good thing about, you know, being not that good at fire knife is you don't gotta worry about those things. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so yeah, not even, bro. <laughs> You are, bro. I, I didn't I didn't just say that in the beginning of the podcast just for shits and giggles. I know I just said the S word, but I, you really are one of my favorite fire dancers. This guy, when we would like jam in his front yard, I'd we I'd be like, yo, like dang, this guy can move, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Man. Means a lot coming from someone like you. <clears throat> I was I, I I do the same way, you know. I just what I teach the kids is try your best, be your best, and, you know, always try to level up. And that's kind of like in life, you do the same thing. So can't can't stay the same. You got to yeah. get good or get worse. So you, you got to get good <laughs> in this case. Or just, you know, if you can't, you only can go so much in Fire Knife. Like if your ability only takes you so far that you can physically do then that's when you try to start inspiring other people. And that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm not ever going to win a fire knife competition. I'm never ever going to enter one. But I know I can inspire these kids. <laughs> not even like, not even the one at Big Island, bro. Bring, give it a shot, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a better teacher. <laughs> Man, that's... I love this episode, man. This brought back so much memories and so much like cool insights into what you're doing, man. So, what is in the future for you, man? What are you, what are you willing to accomplish mm. with Motitelli and with your teaching and everything? I know you're a pops now. You're a family man now. Days, yeah. you know. Shoot, um, I don't know. Right now, it's it's always you know different situation, so- but it's always the same goal. And that's just to inspire. And whatever that looks like in the future is however it looks like. Whether, um, you know, helping two or three kids on the side or I'm teaching the whole corner how to fire a knife. Or whatever it looks like, man, I'm just trying to to be here to inspire and make connections. Um, I just want to be a part of things. So, you know, opportunities like this, I think, that I would like to take advantage of more um, and just be, you know, continue to stay tuned into the Polynesian community, whatever I can do for the Fire Knife community, because, um, and I feel like you could agree to this, Fire Knife has done so much for me. You know, it's provided an income. It's took me to the most beautifulest places here on the island. I've grown up here from, uh, from a baby all the way to now. And, I've been to the nicest places here on the island, nicest houses, real estate, because of Fire Knife. And people are inspired by the things I do because Fire Knife gave me that word. And I, I met a lot of people uh, in the Fire Knife world because of Fire Knife, you know? And, and, and a lot of those relationships I would never meet. And I owe so much to Fire Knife. So whatever I'll be doing in the future will be to better the sport. A fire knife. Amen. Yes. Amen. My little preach. <laughs> My little preach. Yeah. Yeah, for free, I love it. Yeah, so I love it also. My little three hour session. For you. <laughs> no, I love You're the happy people. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a funny question to ask you. But, uh, do you still have my DVDs over there? <laughs> wait, 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 what was that question again? I like, put it in a in a fire and burn all my clothes. <laughs> do, do, do you yeah. have, do I have yeah, over there? Yeah, it's not coming anymore. Throw his clothes over there. <laughs> Follow Tex Invasion. Follow Tex Invasion. <laughs> Hello, W two Tihati. Here we go. Shout out to the Tihati family. Hey, shout out! Hey, shout out to the Big Island Tihati crew for giving me the chance to dance on that stage in Royal Kona with all where all my favorite Fire Knife dancers friggin' dance. That was 
That was a blessing in itself, man. <laughs> I think my favorite, one of my favorite Fire Knife memories was the first night I ever danced Fire Knife solo at Royal Kona. I, I remember I, I that was a like I rarely cry after I dance. Like there's only been a few, because but you know me, I'm a freaking emotional wreck sometimes. <laughs> But just after that, you can tell your sis. So I freaking got off stage. I got off stage, and I was like tearing up. I was like, "Dude, I can't believe I did this." <laughs> I was like, and hopefully, one day I can do it in my oh, dreams. No ways, man. There'll be another day for sure. That uh, rock on the stage ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh man, yeah, me showrunner. Here we go. Just kidding. Yeah, man, man, I I love this conversation, man. Oh, one of the, you know, the last questions I want to ask, and I ask this to everybody, you know, like we we talked about earlier, man. I didn't, for my legacy, I didn't want it just to end with Fire Knife because I felt like if it just ended with that, then I wouldn't have not really made a huge impact. You know what I mean? For me, the podcast and what we're doing at Mana, I want that to be something I leave behind. But what is something that? you know, that you want to be remembered for when all this is said and done? What is the legacy that you want to leave behind for people? Not only just in the finite world, but just in life, you know? Um, I just want to leave behind with people that they knew and they lived through me it was that I, I help people. So, like, that's the legacy mm-hmm. I want to leave. Everybody knew that I, I would have, I was, I was that guy that would have took the shirt off my back for somebody. And that that's pretty much all that really matters to me. That they could, you know, I was someone they could count on and that I was always there. Uh, and if I could help in any way, I always would. So that that's the way I live my life. Anybody who knows or has been a part of me knows that I'm always down to help in any situation. And... Uh, if I can, I will. Man, you definitely are that person, man. You are always, you always have my back over there, you know, all the time. Yeah. Sushi and back and going to the vitamin shops and getting a bang or passing by the <laughs> warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I, I got to say that that short time we had together was like, the craziest and awesome time of my life because we got to see each other grow, man. And I'm glad that I got to get you on this podcast and not only just talk about your your accomplishments and things, but just showing you guys like out there that Fire Knife really brings yep. people together. And like that's the most important thing. It's not the trophies, it's not the stage, it's the people that it's the people, you know, and I'm glad that because of dancing, you know, it it brought us closer together, man. And no, I just get emotional. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you, man. Thanks for having <laughs> me on here. Um, and just thanks for all the things that you're doing for the Polynesian community. You really too are uh, an ambassador of the sport. And thanks for continually inspiring everybody. Thank you, brother. Of course, man. And where can the audience find you, bro? Where can they hit you uh, up at? They can hit me up at. Uh, Private shows on the west coast of Kona. Uh, might not be go. able to get in the gate, through the security gate, because uh, I like to fire that for some high-end real estate people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're cool, if you if I give you the call for seven hundred dollars, you're gonna pay me seven hundred bucks. Fire night, uh, you, can, you can reach me at Instagram, <laughs> wiki underscore lunch. Inspire your kids on the daily, yes. the COVID nineteen season, um, or a Calicate Intermediate School teacher, or just hit me up mm-hmm. on Facebook, social media platforms. Yes, if you want to mix, bring the bucket and come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, he lives all the way Hawaiian homes. Here we go. Whatever. Here, just give them your address. <laughs> I don't even know if I remember your address. I have another address now. It's uh, Hawaiian Homes Upside. 
Offside. Offside. Nohea, Ikamaka. Oh, hey, shout out to Nohea, his wife. Like, shout out to Nohea and uh, baby Talia. They're probably never going to yeah. hear this. Shout out to Nohea outside <laughs> of the bathroom right now, ready to pound me out because I've been on the phone for about an hour and a half. <laughs> I know. She's probably like, you still talking to that I'm over there? Thanks, fella. Thank you for having me yeah, on. Man. I hope uh, everybody gets inspired yeah. by the um, World Fire yes, Life Champion. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for coming to the episode, man. Uh, you can follow me at Rexy T Molly on Instagram. You can also follow our company page at the Mana Collective, the the underscore Mana underscore Collective. Mana Collective on Facebook. Go to our monocollective.com for more about the casting calls for the Fire Knife Battle. Fire Knife Battle. The Fire Knife short film Inner Battle. Afa here is going to be in the short film. He's already agreed. He's already signed the, the waiver. <laughs> Just kidding. But he's going to be here. <laughs> so we are casting right now for the Polynesian actresses and we're also looking for more Fire Knife dancers and behind the scenes that want to contribute to the project. So let us know. All right. But until next time, Tailava and peace, peace out, everybody. Whoa, we're off <laughs> air, bro. Malo, edit. <laughs> Yo, we're going to heavily edit this episode. Oh, thanks, bro. That was good. Yo, 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 skis. I hope you guys loved that episode with me and Alpha. I loved it, man. It was so funny. And it was just a lot of memory lane, going down memory lane. So everybody follow Brother Afa on his Instagram. And also, I know he says Wiki Lunch on there, but it's actually Aloha underscore map. A little uh, a little backstory. A lot of these uh, podcasts were like filmed like weeks ago. <laughs> so a lot of things have changed. But yes, we have a lot of cool content coming up this Friday. We have Friday Night Fridays with Canton Komatuli the host of Kava Sessions. He's going to be with me. We're going to be at the Kava Lounge, 9 p.m. Florida time. Please stay tuned for that. Send in your questions through our Instagrams on Kava Sessions and on Instagram, on my Instagram. So, yeah, we'll see you guys Friday, and then keep your eyes peeled for Sunday for who's coming up next. Peace.